Just about 48 hours ago, I was on here talking about how excited I was about these Boston Bruins, how fun the season had been so far, and that it was okay to be enjoying this, having fun with this team after a 10-1 and start. That all kind of went away on Friday with the signing of Mitchell Miller, and uh, I'm here on a special Sunday episode to talk about the signing, the aftermath, and what needs to change. So let's get into it, shall we? Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Sunday, November 6th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. The podcast free and available wherever you get your shows, including YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. If you want to follow along on Twitter and Instagram, you can find the podcast at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now, normally I don't record on Sundays. And I would love to have jumped on here to talk about a win on Saturday night over the Toronto Maple Leafs. That did not occur. Probably talk about that on tomorrow's podcast. After having some time to digest the news that the Bruins had signed defenseman Mitchell Miller to an entry-level contract on Friday, I thought it was important to jump on and discuss this move and the aftermath. So let's begin on Friday. I was at the mall, flipping through my phone, saw that the Bruins had signed Mitchell Miller to an entry-level contract, and that he would report to the Providence Bruins. Immediately, the release jumped into a statement from Miller. He said, When I was in the 8th grade, I made an extremely poor decision and acted very immaturely. I bullied one of my classmates. I deeply regret the incident and have apologized to the individual. Since the incident, I have come to better understand the far-reaching consequences of my actions that I failed to recognize and understand nearly seven years ago. I strive to be a better person and positively contribute to society. He goes on to say he's going to continue to participate in community programs, educate himself, and to be clear, what I did when I was 14 years old, he said it was wrong and unacceptable. No place in this world for being disrespectful to others. In a moment, we'll get into exactly what Mitchell Miller did and how it goes far beyond making a mistake, being disrespectful. Also in the release, President Cam Neely said, Representing the Boston Bruins is a privilege we take seriously as an organization. Respect and integrity are foundational character traits we expect of our players and staff. Prior to signing Mitchell, the hockey operations and community relations groups spent time with him, 
over the last few weeks to better understand who he is as an individual and learn more about a significant mistake he made when he was in middle school. During the evaluation period, Mitchell was accountable for his unacceptable behavior and demonstrated his commitment to work with multiple organizations and professionals to further his education and use his mistake as a teachable moment for others. Now, Mitchell Miller, last season, skated in 60 games with the Tri-City Storm of the USHL, 39 goals, 44 assists, 83 points, named the USHL's Player of the Year and Defenseman of the Year after setting league records for goals and points by a defenseman. This came after he was selected 111th by the Arizona Coyotes back in 2020. But that pick was renounced once the story came out that Miller was charged with assault and a violation of the Ohio Safe Schools Act in February of 2016 after he and another student admitted to bullying Isaiah Meyer Crothers, a black classmate with a learning disability. This is from a Sportsnet story back in 2020. Part of that bullying included wiping a piece of candy in a urinal and then tricking Meyer Crothers into consuming it. In the aftermath of that specific incident, Isaiah had to be tested for various diseases. In 2020, Meyer Crothers told the Arizona Republic that Miller had taunted him for years growing up, called him names like Brownie, and used the N-word while repeatedly hitting him and kicking him. Isaiah said it hurt my heart when he saw the news that Miller had been drafted by the Coyotes in the fourth round of the 2020 NHL entry draft where he was taken 111th overall. Public pressure mounted and the Coyotes ultimately decided to do the right thing and renounce that pick, making Mitchell Miller a free agent, effectively. He played in the USHL and the Bruins, recognizing their poor prospect pipeline um, you know some misses at the draft decided it was a good idea to jump on this opportunity and to fill a hole in the organization with a player and a person such as Mitchell Miller Incredibly disappointing, uh, to say the least. We're going to talk about what Don Sweeney had to say about the signing, comments from the players, and I'm going to give my personal reaction later on in the show as well. But first, uh, just a quick word about Simply Safe. With the holidays coming up, home security is at a premium because property crime like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally around the holidays. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. 
Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, the third year in a row. In an emergency, their 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/url today. This is the biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com/lockdownnhl. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So, Friday afternoon, Don Sweeney met with the media via Zoom to discuss why the Bruins had decided to side Mitchell Miller. And he himself was anything but convinced that this was the right decision. He said things like, I'm not going to downplay that this has been a personal struggle as well as a professional struggle as we go through and try to separate the hockey player and the person spending quite a bit of time with Mitchell in particular over the last 10 days. Uh, He said spending time with his own family, willing to talk through some of the details. He came to a position that if the organization willing to support the person and give an opportunity, um, you know, he cited his father as a vice principal, principal, he had suspended kids throughout his professional life, but he always welcomed them back if they were willing to abide by the rules and to continue to move forward in life. Sweeney said Mitchell paid a punishment. He's going to continue to carry that for the rest of his life. And they're going to hold him to a standard that he needs to understand. Each and every one of them in the Bruins organization needs to look in the mirror every day and respect others. Having said that, he also said, I can't categorically tell you this is the absolutely right decision. It's an opportunity they're providing for a young man who's going to work to continue to earn trust and respect each and every one of us do every day. His own personal judgment on this wasn't the final say. Meaning perhaps Don Sweeney was erring on the side of not doing this, but Cam Neely Maybe even the Jacobs stepped in and said, let's do it. It was part of the equation. Uh, And uh, Sweeney also said, if this happened to one of his own children, if Isaiah Meyer Crothers was his own son, he can't categorically say that he would have forgiven him. But he would applaud somebody willing to welcome him back for a second chance and you've got to walk the walk. Sweeney said the leadership group among the players was aware they were considering this, and they had the same reaction that a lot of us had, like, why? Why would you necessarily invite this? Sweeney seems to be lumping himself in that as well. Why? Why are we doing this? People deserve earned second chances in life as long as those... Misgivings are not repeated, and they can evolve as people. Sweeney said he had a tremendous offensive season last year in the USHL. As an older player in that league, he has to earn an opportunity to play in the NHL as a player. We'll 
get to that in a moment, whether or not that's even possible. But essentially, Don Sweeney is saying he had misgivings about it. Players had misgivings about it. But the Bruins were willing to give him a chance because of his uh, playing ability and going on the assumption that Miller is indeed a changed person and continues on the road to bettering himself. Now, whether or not that's the case is uh, very much up for debate. If you look at uh, statements from Joni Myers Crothers, Joni Meyer Crothers, I should say, uh, who is uh, Isaiah's mother, she said, as far as I'm concerned, speaking to NBC10 Boston on Friday, Mitchell is a monster. He told our son that his black mom and dad didn't love him. That's why he had white parents. On a daily basis, he called Isaiah the N-word. He would ask Isaiah to sit with him on the bus, and as soon as Isaiah would sit with him, him and his friends would punch Isaiah in the head nonstop. He was an easy target for Mitchell. The Bruins, Don Sweeney said that Mitchell had reached out and apologized, tried to make things right. According to Isaiah's mother, he did so via Snapchat. Uh, He apologized and said it has nothing to do with hockey. Just so happens that it came a few days before this announcement. Um, Again, she said this was years and years of abuse. Not a single incident, not a mistake. The Bruins can say he made a mistake but they need to get their whole story straight rather than minimizing what happened, she said. And even according to NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, who called what Miller did reprehensible and unacceptable, Miller won't even be eligible to come into the NHL any time soon. He said the Bruins did not consult the league although he has since spoken with team president Cam Neely. Um, Bettman said he's not coming into the NHL. He's not eligible at this point to come into the NHL. I can't tell you that he'll ever be eligible to come into the NHL. If, in fact, at some point they think they want him to play in the NHL, and I'm not sure they're anywhere close to that point, Bettman continued, we're going to have to clear him and his eligibility, and it'll be based on all the information that we get firsthand at the time. He added, nobody should think at this point he is or may ever be NHL eligible and the Bruins understand that now. As far as the AHL goes, uh, Jeff Merrick on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday night uh, quoted AHL president, uh, Scott Housen, who said, I need to meet with Mitchell to find out information from him firsthand. I only know what has been said through the media or anecdotally. This will begin the process of me finding out what he's learned, what he's been doing to improve as a person. They'll decide next steps after I meet with him. Typically, if a player is deemed ineligible at the NHL level, then 
um, the AHL will further respect that. So here's where we are so far. Don Sweeney, by his own admission, had some questions about the signing. Gary Bettman says he's not even eligible to play at the NHL, and there's questions about his AHL eligibility. And then, to top it all off, this announcement was made on Friday as the Bruins were preparing to play a game in Toronto against the Maple Leafs on Hockey Night in Canada. They're 10-1, and everything's rolling, and... Patrice Bergeron sits down with Elliot Friedman at a hotel room to say that he didn't agree with the decision. And then a bunch of players with multiple cameras and microphones in their faces having to answer for this uh, decision. Patrice Bergeron, standing in front of his locker room, said he was asked by Don Sweeney uh, about a week ago for his opinion. And he said he had concerns, and he was not necessarily agreeing with it. To be honest with you, he said, I think the culture that we built here, it goes against this type of behavior. We're a team that's built something about character and character people and individuals. What he did is unacceptable. We don't stand by that. I know for myself and in the locker room, we're all about inclusion, diversity, and respect. Those are key words and key values we have. We expect guys to wear this jersey to be high-character people with integrity and respect. That's how they should be acting. My understanding, Bergeron continued, is that Miller's going to put in the work and development programs and community programs. It's up to him to do that. He said if it's the same 14-year-old that will be walking into this locker room, he wouldn't be accepted and wanted and welcomed in this locker room, to be honest with you. It doesn't get any stronger than that. If he's the same kid, if he hasn't taken steps to better himself, if indeed this abuse was repeated, ongoing, he's not going to be welcomed in there by the players. The culture's not going to change the changes are from the individual himself. Nick Felino also had a very strong reaction, which I loved. He said, the organization is not going to do something that would jeopardize the culture. Well, they did, Nick. It's not something that anyone in this room stands for. The culture that we built and these guys have built before Nick got there is one of inclusion, and it goes against that. I understand he was 14, Felina said, when he made this mistake, but it's hard for us to swallow because we take a lot of pride in here, the way we act, the way we carry ourselves, what it is to be a Bruin. That was a tough thing to hear from our group. I'm not going to lie to you, he said. I don't think any guy was too happy. Any guy was too happy because of how proud we are to say this is a group that cares a lot about ourselves, carries ourselves, and how they treat people. It was, for a lot of guys, especially the guys who have been here for a while, a tough pill to swallow. They have a lot of concerns, and this kid will have to answer for those and prove to everybody if he wants to get in this room, that he's a changed man. 
he added, we hope that he works towards that. But right now, the room is more worried about the group in here and what we're doing. It's a special thing they've got going on there, and they're not going to let something like that ever come into the room. On tomorrow's podcast, I'm going to talk about whether or not all of this affected Boston's performance on the ice last night, break down the game, and in a moment here, I'm going to give my personal take on all of this. But I want to thank you again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. The podcast is free and available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, please do subscribe on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube so that you never miss a thing. So again, to recap, Don Sweeney doesn't seem fully on board with this. Uh, He declined to appear on Hockey Night in Canada last night, Ron McLean said at first intermission. Um, He has some misgivings about it. He was put out there on Friday to answer for it. And I think we need to hear from Cam Neely, if not Charlie Jacobs, on this one as well. Because it certainly seems as though their fingerprints were all over this. It really seems as though they just saw an opportunity to add hockey talent to the organization. Irrespective of his past and if he's actually made restitution with 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 his victim. The players are certainly not on board. Nick Foligno said nobody's happy with this. I can't remember any players being this vocal about a signing at any point. I just don't recall it at all. The spotlight was on them being in Toronto, playing a hockey night in Canada, and... Uh, just incredibly dumb, not only to sign this player, but to announce it when the team's 10-1 and and preparing for a game in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. As far as Isaiah Meyer Crothers and his family is concerned, the response from Mitchell has been incredibly weak. And attempts at restitution have been minimal at best. If you're reaching out on Snapchat, I I don't know what to say to that. I know a lot of fans have rightfully been pissed off about this. Myself included. Again, on Friday, I talked about how it was okay to be excited about this team, even in November. Special group on the ice, in the locker room, and rooting so hard for Bergeron, Krejci, all these guys to uh, make good on this incredible start without Charlie McAvoy in the lineup. Can we separate the players on the ice from decisions made by management, ownership, team president? I think that's possible. I'm still rooting for Patrice Bergeron, Nick Foligno, these guys who came out especially and spoke out against. I think they could have spoken out a bit stronger, to be honest. Calling it a mistake, whatever, is not strong enough. Um, But, you know, I still 
cheered when Brad Marchand scored a penalty shot goal on Saturday to earn his 800th career point. And I'm still cheering for the players on the ice, but I'm very angry with with management. And a lot of people emailing the team, they were so um, overwhelmed with emails that they had to put on an auto-reply response. And I crafted my own response that I want to read uh, here on the podcast. To whom it may concern, my name is Ian McLaren. I'm a lifelong Boston Bruins fan living in Ontario, Canada. A passion for the spoked bee was passed down to me from my grandmother and my father who would gather together on Saturday evenings to watch Bobby Orr play on Hockey Night in Canada. This team has been a constant presence in my life since the Cam Neely and Ray Bork days. Those two were my hockey heroes, and this team has been my first sports love for the past 35 years or so. It's become a source of pride for me to root for a team that supposedly had been built on something different. From the recent retirement of Willie O'Ree's number to Zdeno Chara, instituting his policies on how first-year players are treated, to Chara and Bergeron speaking out in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder, these were all steps in the right direction. And it gave us hope that hockey might actually be for everyone, and that our team was at the forefront of this. That all went up in smoke on Friday, though. At around age 14, I was bullied for being small, wearing dorky glasses, not wearing cool clothes or shoes. And I still think about that guy who bullied me with deep resentment. What Mitchell Miller did to Isaiah Meyer Crothers is so far beyond that. A hate crime is defined as a prejudiced, motivated crime that occurs when a perpetrator targets a victim because of their membership or even perceived membership of a certain social group or racial demographic. This is what Miller is guilty of and repeatedly. It wasn't a one-time mistake. It wasn't an incident. It's not even bullying. He committed hate crimes against Isaiah. By Sweeney's own admission, Bruins players were consulted and they asked, why do this? That right there should have been enough, been enough to quash this decision. Don Sweeney even said, I can't categorically tell you this was the right decision. He also added he's not sure he'd be able to forgive Miller if this happened to his own kid. This signing was such an obvious pass and flies in the face of whatever the Bruins are trying to sell about their culture. You can't come out and talk about this anymore. Cam Neely, Don Sweeney can't prop up the Bruins culture anymore as something to be admired. Isaiah and his family deserve better than this. They weren't even afforded a phone call by the Bruins to get their perspective. Hockey is so far from being for everyone, and I hate that my favorite team widened that gap on Friday. 
I host the Daily Bruins podcast, and again, just on Friday, I talked about how I can't remember having more fun being a Bruins fan. That went down the toilet so quickly, and disappointment doesn't even come close to expressing how I feel right now. I feel sick that management and ownership have put the players and fans in this spot. I should add, it's come out that Isaiah was heartened by the comments from Patrice Bergeron, Nick Felino, and I commend them for speaking out against this decision. What can you say to fans who relate to Isaiah in light of hockey supposedly being for everyone? That was something that I hoped to ask Don Sweeney on the Zoom call. I wasn't called upon to ask a question. Second chances are cool. Nobody's perfect, but this was a case of racism and ableism. Full stop. Nobody is interested in a Mitchell Miller redemption arc in black and gold. He's not the victim here, and by giving him the second chance, you're alienating a large part of the fan base that was duped into believing that the Bruins' culture was different. However many points Miller may record for this organization, it will never be worth it. That's all I have to say on this for today, my friends. I hope that I was able to uh, capture the whole picture here. On tomorrow's podcast, I'll talk about the Maple Leafs game, the loss, seven game win streak snapped. Whether or not Bruins players were distracted by all of this. But for today, I just wanted to focus on the Mitchell Miller signing. And I know a lot of us are hoping that they terminate the contract part ways with him. Might not be so simple just for uh, reference. To terminate an NHL contract, it has to be a mutual uh, decision. Contracts can be terminated if both the player and team mutually decide on a termination and the player clears waivers. This often happens for non-NHL players that wish to go play in Europe, so both sides agreed to terminate. When the player does not want to terminate, the contract can only be terminated if the player does something to violate it. And that's extremely rare. Uh, you know, the Evander Kane and the Sharks had to go through this whole arbitration process. So if the Bruins and Miller decide to part ways, they can terminate the contract. If not, Miller would have to do something to prove that he's violated the deal in order for the Bruins to terminate it. It's going to be an interesting uh, road ahead. It's an unfortunate story that we're going to have to keep an eye on here. And not something that I had wanted to be talking about at all in the midst of this great start for the Bruins. I apologize. My initial tweet about the signing was something to the effect of, oh no, the vibes had been so good. Kind of diminishing the situation. I didn't mean to do that. Um, and hopefully my tweets and this podcast show where I stand on this. It, it's It's reprehensible and I really do hope the Bruins can make steps to make this right. That's it, my friends. I hope you have a great Sunday. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow to discuss the Maple Leafs game, tee up a game tomorrow night against the St. Louis Blues. 
Uh, but for now, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take a Twitter break if you need to. And uh, again, I hope that I've been able to, um, yeah, just show where I stand on all this. And for those of you who can relate to Isaiah, uh, just know that uh, Bruins fans are behind you. And uh, yeah, we want better for this team and for this sport. All right, talk to you again tomorrow, friends, on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.